to us, and we lost a real one. And we won't ever be the same. But in Hustle's words, because he used to always say this, the game is going to test you, never fold. Stay ten toes down. It's not on you, it's in you. And what's in you, they can't take away. And he's in all of us. And to Aramis, the love of my life, you know what it is. Grief is the final act of love. My heart hears you. I feel you everywhere. I'm so grateful that I had you. I love you beyond this earth. And until we meet again, the marathon continues. Tiger Woods face. Sure face. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's happening? Where's the energy at? I need, I, need, I, need to pick up. I need you to pick it up. That's my line, nigga. First of all, my energy is I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. You don't have any rights. You were late. late. I'm here. So we're keeping a clock now? We punch in there? I mean, time is everything. Oh, okay. Well, nice. No, no, we here, though. We here. How was your week? My week uh, is a little bit eventful. The kids are home on spring break, so all day, every day. God bless your soul. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been on, been on new parent leave uh, with two, so I can only imagine four. Yeah. That you have to feed and chase after. God bless your soul. No, chase seriously. after, feed, entertain, educate. Like, yeah. So you educate um, during spring break? Vacations? They have to, they get homework. So, you know, we have moments where we have to do homework and, you know, a teachable moment arises, then I have to be the educator. But it's been smooth sailing so far. They've been doing homework without me for the most part, without my help. Um, but the twins are forever needing to be educated. So, yeah, I've been busy. Busy, bish. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say first things first, but uh, happy birthday to... The guy who never listens to the show who said claims it was only one episode that he listened to, and we're definitely calling him out on his birthday. Um, if you got when you guys listen to this, send a belated birthday to one Diop Ron Neal. What's his middle name? Eugene. <laughs> 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 Eugene, enjoy, enjoy your birthday. 
listen, this wouldn't happen. Now you have to deal with the consequences, and I'm sure Mary is dying. The misses, yes. So, you, Eugene, (laughs) 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 Oh. oh, that's great. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to start us off light Sunday. If you have not gotten your Game of Thrones Oreos, what are you waiting for? Um, you got them? I'm, I'm trying to find I'm okay. trying to find another one. I breezed through the first ones. I'm trying to find another one. Okay. Whatever happened to the yellow and chocolate um, frosting? Uh, Oreo. Like Nabisco be doing too much. Like relax with all of these stu- the red velvet, all is not like just give us that chocolate, whatever that is, and the white cream in the middle, and like you know, once in a while something to go along with like holiday festiv- festivities. But like all of this, Nabisco, chill out. Like relax. I, I like, think it's somebody high that's doing the uh. Yeah, like who, who are y'all testing? Like, like what, what is the R and like the research and development department look like? That this is a go for, like I don't understand. Like the flavors are ridiculous. It don't taste nothing like what a red velvet cake would taste like. <laughs> like just stop, <laughs> just make. You're gonna sell anyway. There's no Oreo competition out here. Like Oreos, y'all in y'all lane, and that's it. Like, chill out with all the flavors. Just like Lay's. Like, chill out. First off, who's the sucker? Them or you for actually buying it and thinking that it tastes... I don't buy it. My husband be buying it because he's greedy. (laughs) (laughs) So he, you know, be all excited for like... (laughs) Like, all the 2000 sweets. (laughs) You be knowing about everything before it drops. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if, you all the on, if you haven't caught on, if you don't listen, this is what happens when you don't listen. So now, when this is not when this is not in the previews, and you have to play the whole episode back and try to figure out what they was talking about and why everybody's laughing at you, this is the reason why you should listen. This is why. This is why. Nah. But, okay. But yeah, he's he's into to to sweets and snacks and stuff like that. Like I don't really care for things like that. So he, you know. He gets caught up in it like a little kid, and you know he be buying that stuff, and it's it's terrible, like it's terrible. Just stop. Now you know for me, and I'm I'm gonna we're all family here. I I, I share, we share a lot up here. I'm gonna let everyone in on a little uh, secret of mine. If you are a marketer or anything with food relations, throw jalapeno on a bag, and you got me. I'll try it. Whatever it is, it's, if it says jalapeno, I'm gonna try it. So you like that spice hot stupidity? That gen don't burn your butthole? No, because, all right. So a lot of people, what I hate, uh, my spice level is probably on the higher tolerance scale than most people. So I hate when I go someplace and they tell me something's hot. Oh, be careful. It's hot. And then you I taste like, nigga, this is mild. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't I have a tolerance for hot, for hot stuff, for spicy stuff. I said that to say, 
uh, even though I said you slap jalapeno on it and I'm buying it, I've been burnt a bunch of times by things that said jalapeno, and I thought, oh, this is gonna be good, and I tasted it, and like I was like, lemon lime or something. It's more limey than jalapeno. Yeah, because I can eat the jalapeno chips, and and I don't have a like my tolerance for spices like on a scale from zero to ten is like zero. <laughs> but them jalapeno <laughs> chips is completely edible for me. So like, yeah, this is all a scam. It's all a scam. Like repackaging, like it's all a scam. They're taking away ounces from the bottles, you know, in the name of repackaging and modernizing. You know, like it's all a scam. Like all these new flavors, it's all a scam. It's just color. Like it's, not, it's just a scam. Now, I do walk past the cookie aisle and I have the same thought process as you when you just said Nabisco be wilding. And I have been tempted to try them, but I never, I'm like, nah, I'm good, fam. Like, just even the Chips Ahoy, I'm like, I don't want the chocolate, coconut, chunk, peanut butter. I, I'm good, man. Yeah, Give me my regular cookies. Let me go. Like, Chips Ahoy, we good with just the regular chocolate chip joints. That's a go. Oreo, we're good with the classic black cookie, white cream on the inside. That's fine. Like, all other stuff, relax. Just relax. I I actually do miss the the yellow cookies with the chocolate frosting. Those came and gone. I've never even seen those. R.I.P. to the real ones. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If if you know, you know. Um, But yeah, um, I'm not going to ask you email's middle name on air, but if you want to share it, you can, by all means... Just know I didn't ask. Um, Lamar, L-A-M-A-R. Lamar and Eugene, this episode's for you. I really hope you, really hope you guys enjoy. I, I really hope you guys enjoy. Um, we're going to keep it in lighthearted uh, celebration. Did you watch Nipsey's I did. I what did. were your thoughts, takeaways? Um, Lauren kind of opened us up with uh, her words of wisdom from Nipsey. Um, if it's it's not on you, it's in you. Mm-hmm. That part of the uh, speech, um, I thought she did a great job. But what what was your thoughts on the overall? I thought so too. Um, I th- I wonder if she knew that we had seen that speech. For like two hours already I thought that part was a little bit interesting like she got up there and read it like I'm like yeah somebody leaked that already like we all read it but it was still you know it was still very moving and very touching it was very sweet even the you know the environment in which she wrote it she said she was just you know watching him sleep and decided to send him this you know randomly this beautiful message um that was like three months ago um <laughs> Do you sleep watch? We're going to continue, but do you sleep watch? No. No, absolutely not. You haven't had the if this nigga don't wake up and help me moment when you've uh, when he's been sleeping? No. I- I'm sure Tiffany's wanted to slap me a bunch of times and I- she looks over and I'm just out cold. <laughs> and <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, get up. Because you know what it is? Because there are times when I need that that moment 
like I'll just like, you know, fall asleep unexpectedly and, you know, like he'll let me have that because I've let him have that. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, you got it now, but just know I'm going to need it, you know, maybe a week from now. And, you know, we kind of like reciprocate that act of kindness, if you will. Um, but no, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Um, but for the funeral, um, Snoop was a highlight for me. Um, his he was brother perfect, Sam. Perfectly timed. He was per- Snoop was perfectly timed. Um, yeah, because it was the it was strange a little bit. Like the service. I don't want to get into all of it because you know, just out of respect. But um, Janae, that would she you know beautifully sang her song. Um, Snoop. Sam, Nip's brother, his sister. Um, those were the better moments. Uh, those were the better moments of the service for me. And of course, Lauren. Like she did, she did better than I expected her to. Yeah. I thought she was done after the kids. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I'll say it if yeah. she doesn't come back. Um, yeah. Sam and Nip look like they could be twins, or they should have been mm-hmm. twins. Mm-hmm. And then Sam and the father looks like, all right, when that nigga, you know, 20 years from now, that's going to be him. It was, it was like the three of them all looked alike, but Nip doesn't really look as much alike as the father that Sam does. But, yeah. I, um, what I, what I liked about the, um, the slideshow and the videos. I think everything was well thought out. Um, I laughed when um, the home video of Nip and his pops was talking to him and um, their language, and Nip was like, "Yeah, I'm straight." Like he goes, "Oh, so you understand?" Like I laughed. I laughed at that because I'm like, you can tell like they were in the hood, and he was like. At that age, where it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm responding like my environment. I don't care what y'all teach me in the house. I'm responding like my environment. But Sam did a great job of just uh, the stories he was telling. Him um, mentioning Nip building a computer. It's like mm-hmm. just stuff like that you don't know about. Um, you don't know about people. You just know, like, again, what's in the news, what comes right. of it. Um but Sam, Sam was great, um, a great part for me. Uh, Snoop, like I said, well placed. Snoop does look like Nipsey. I don't know where he. he yeah, he was, yeah, he was bugging. Like everything about him, even the way he rapped, like the way he sounds, his cadence, and everything is just like just like Snoop. Yeah, Snoop was uh, perfectly timed uh, as a like moment of relief, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of people, and I don't know if you want to talk about this aspect, but I saw a lot of people shooting down the pastor for saying uh, he compared Nip to McDonald's. Yeah, I I knew what he was getting at. I it did was an well. analogy, like an analogy is not you know meant to be. This is this is what it is like. I don't. I don't know. 
I don't I don't know why. I guess people just have like a negative thing towards McDonald's because it's like it's garbage, but it's a billion dollar franchise. So like you can look at it that way, or you could look at it from like a simplistic, you know, minute thinking. The analogy that he gave it was it was actually very accurate. Like McDonald's is not like a burger joint. Like go to McDonald's basically for the fries. That's always been the argument for years. McDonald's is the <laughs> has the best fries out of all of these franchises, like McDonald's fries. And while everybody else is trying to like you know perfect a burger, a signature burger, it's like all right, we're going to McDonald's for the fries, really. And you know what he said made sense is like, all right, you want to say you're doing this for Nip and your music, but Nip was it was more than music. Like that was just a, a small fraction of of his legacy. If you want to say like Nip or I'm doing it like Nip or I'm doing it for Nip, like this is for Nip, you have to emulate what he did outside of the music industry. And I I don't know that that analogy was very clear to me. If people were offended, I don't. I don't know, like, people perceive things very differently, but I understood what he was, you know, what he was getting at. Not only was it clear and concise, you... <clears throat> and Scott Van Pelt said this um, on SVP, um, stop looking to be offended by stuff that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he said anything wrong because he, if you know McDonald's story anyway, um, they aren't in the business of selling hamburgers. Let's, let's mm-hmm. keep that. They're in the business of real estate. I heard that at a, a real estate conference I went to years back and it blew my mind. And it's something that stuck with me is that McDonald's isn't in the business, although they sell um, over a billion dollars, um, billion burgers sold worldwide. They're not in the business of selling hamburgers. They're in the business of real estate. And when you think of it that way and think of, um, like you said, him saying, yeah, we're doing it for Nip and all that, and you only are talking about his music, you're talking about something that really was like on a back burner for what he really was trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. The music was just like, you know, the door that got him the money and the the connections and the notoriety, but it really it wasn't like he was you know trying to be Grammy nominated and you know Grammy award winning and like from my understanding from what it looked like music was just a small fraction of of his lifelong goals. It was like all right we're gonna do this music we don't get in the game and then we're gonna do all this other stuff. It's like. Music is going to open the door, and then we're going to spread out. We're going to be in tech. We're going to be in real estate. We're going to be in entrepreneurship. We're going to be in, you know, repatriation. All of it. Jail reform. I, like, it was just, music was just like a small portion of it. The, you know, the gateway into the door to do, to do way more. Uh, so the analogy was very, it was very clear. I don't know why people were offended. I don't know why people were upset. I don't know why. I I don't know. It, he was it, speaking I, facts I, to I me. It was like, spot on. Yeah, it I, was spot on to me when I saw people. I saw the outrage on Facebook. I'm like, well, maybe I missed something because this was, or maybe they just don't know. Like, 
Nip, like we understand him and we knew him. Maybe they're just, you know, looking at him as Lauren London's boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they what they thought it was, but what that guy was saying was spot on. I don't, I don't know where the outrage came from, honestly. I'm going to read something for those that are outraged and don't quite get the analogy. Um, this is cumbersome of what the analogy was about. Nipsey Hussle owned a shopping center, real estate. Owned a shopping center where he employed felons in his, in his community, opened up a working place similar to WeWorks for black entrepreneurs to share resources to become successful, created a high-end urban clothing store in the hood where he employed designers and others from the hood, was a mediator for gang peace between Bloods, Crips, and Essays, spoke at City Hall to discuss opportunities for any city youth as a deterrent to joining gangs, provided brand new shoes to every student at an elementary school in this community, was working with the police to curb gang violence in L.A., and opened a STEM school to help bridge the diversity gap between Silicon Valley and inner city Los Angeles. So for you guys that only know Nip for his music and took that uh, McDonald's analogy the wrong way, enlighten yourselves to Nipsey outside of music. And then revisit that analogy and take the offense away. Stop, Stop looking to be... Um, offended by stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with you, but take the time to look at the deeper meaning. Well, why did he say that? Where did that come from? Um, They uh, profound, prolific, something that Nip said that he, Nip himself said, and after seeing everything and taking time, his store and his business is being called the Marathon. His first album, which is crazy because he had so many mixtapes, but his first and only album was called Victory Lap. Like, there was so much stuff about this man that, um, and his passing, you can look at and be like, he was on something different. It was, it was yeah. a different type Way of... Way different. Way different. Fam, to, to name your stuff the marathon and to know that, like, yeah, like, because I always used to be like, Nah, nigga, go fast. Why, mm-hmm. Like, why not? Go fast. And then we mm-hmm. out. Try to win. And the thing ain't, you don't necessarily have to sprint out the gate. Like, you're in this, like... What, Pace what, yourself. I'm trying to think of the Olympics. Um, The Olympic, Um, not the decathlon, but there's so many different, like, uh, there's a swimming thing where you got to do 20 laps. There's running where you got to do, like, pretty much you can't Exert your energy right, right. right out the gate. Everything is not a, a 200 yard dash. Like, some of it you got to keep lapping around. You keep lapping. You keep lapping. Some of those races be like three hours. I'm like, bro, who's sitting here watching y'all lap this joint 150 <laughs> times? Like, but that's life. You just got to keep going. You got to keep going. Not everything is just a mad dash to the finish line. But you got to pace yourself. And he understood that. And it's crazy. Um, I, I would love the opportunity. You can't go back. You can't look at the home videos were great. But I would love to see what um, mom and pops did for those kids um, to make him want to be obsessed with learning. Yeah. Um, he was, he was, 
I'm not gonna say he was a product of the street because that's just he was born in unfortunate circumstances, but still had a desire to educate himself, to learn more, to um, to build mentally, and that speaks a lot to what was instilled in him, and you can see that. Yeah, even Lauren said like he researched everything. So even up until the age 33, having accomplished so much that he has, he was still reading books. A lot of people who spoke said they he will always recommend you read this book and holla at me when you're done. Like he was always learning, self-taught, always looking to gain more knowledge, doing the research. It was just it was just uh, he just seemed to be like an amazing an amazing human being. Yeah, man. Um, salute to a celebration of life for Nip. Um, if you haven't, please go back and stream his music, um, mixtapes, albums. Um, he did own his own masters, so all that stuff goes. Yeah, so if you could purchase it, go ahead and do that because that yes. that's going to his kids and his family. I want to um, right quick. Not to stay on ignorance, but I saw a comment that uh, pretty much this uh, woman was saying how don't learn from Nip because he left Lauren with nothing. If you guys aren't familiar with them or have, like, if you don't have the information, please just stop trying to sound. Please. Yeah, looking for likes and stuff and, like, you're looking for attention on social media. Like, you don't know what he left her. (laughs) You don't know if her name is on those businesses or not. You don't know if her name is on that house or not. You don't know if they had joint accounts. Like you don't know. Just because they weren't married doesn't mean that she doesn't have anything that he would that he didn't leave her with anything. We don't know that. So why speculate that? Like why even put that out there? You know, my speculation was in a good sense. All week I've been thinking there's no way in the world Hove is gonna let her and those kids go without. Yeah. Definitely not. I mean, and Lauren is, like, she works. She's an actress. So she's not like, you know, she got a nine to five and, you know, she got to figure out how to take care of these kids. And, you know, like, she's going to be all right. Like, she's a working woman. She's going to be okay. Even if he didn't leave her anything, like, it's like it's okay. She has his son. He getting it. He going to get it. So, like, she's fine. The other part to that, I don't. See, Nip is the type of person that wouldn't have set something up to take care of his family. As much as he was doing, no yeah, way in the like, world. Definitely, like, definitely not. I'm sure one of those businesses got her name on it, his son's name on it. Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure of it. But nobody knows for sure. So, like, what, what sense does it make to even, to even, like, be negative like that? Saying, oh, y'all looking for relationship goals. And he, like... That's none of your business, number one. Like, it's none of your business. And what if she wasn't even really looking for anything from him? Like, you think she cares that, oh, maybe he didn't leave her anything? Like, he's gone. That probably would matter more to her than, you know, him leaving a house and some businesses and a couple million. Like, just people, like, are so ignorant and so unnecessary. You you brought up something at once. Um, that's gonna push us into um, my next topic, and that's like um, what happens when you go on the whole prenup thing. Um, what is your stance on it? 
Uh, how do you feel about it um, in terms of we're, we're talking about people not knowing if he left something to provide for her in his absence, but what is your thoughts overall on um, prenups or that type of scenario in marriage where you may, your spouse may leave before you and they may be more well off or whatever have you? Like pass or divorce? No, not divorce, because that's a completely different, um, com- completely different thing. I I brought up prenups one because I wanted to get your, um, I wanted to get your notion on that because you did mention she works, he was doing all this other stuff. Um, we don't know if there was something set up, but I I want to know from you first your your thoughts on prenups, and then we're we're gonna move around. Um. Well, when when you split, like you take what's yours, I'll take what's mine. Um, if we build something together, like a business or something, um, we could split that fifty-fifty. You know, maybe liquidate it and you know split that fifty-fifty. But the idea that you know women are entitled to a man's earnings just be, like because they're not together anymore like Jeff Bezos ex-wife <laughs> like her walking away with all that money is insane fam like <laughs> insane but like i would just i i don't i don't know like even if he cheated or whatever like i don't know i would just just like take what you came in with and that's that. Like, you have what's yours. I'll have what's mine. If we have stuff together, we can split that 50-50. If there are kids involved, obviously, you should be paying, you know, something per month for the kids. Um, but, nah, I don't want to walk away with, like, $50 million of your dollars, you know, because we're not together anymore. Or I don't want you, you know, trying to get alimony from me, you know, because I cheated or something, and now you want me to pay you $15,000 a month in alimony, like, nah. Like, we splitting up, okay. What's yours is yours, what's mine is mine. Clean shout, out to you. You're, shout out to you, you're a real one for that, because not a lot of females think that way, or nor have that uh, mentality. Um, some people go after the bag. They say, oh, well... Nah, nigga. Uh, we were married. I was with you for some of this, and I'm taking half when I leave. But Jeff, in Jeff's scenario, for her to walk away with $35 billion... Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cheaper to keep a Jeff. $35 Would have been... She walked away with $35 billion just because she carried his last name during the time he built Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So what if it was reverse? What if you were the one that had the, um, you were the one that had the, uh, bigger bank role getting married and would you want to, would you feel like you would have to protect yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll just like that would be the condition. It, it doesn't have to be no long drawn out, you know, 
eight and a half by 14 legal <laughs> legal size thing. It's just like, what's yours? What you came into this with, you will take that away. What I came into this with, I will take that away. If we built something together, we will split it 50-50. Like, you know, the legal jargon behind that could be flushed out. But that's it. If they're kids, you know, we need support. You got to support your kids. And that, like, that's it. I don't. I don't need $50,000 from you because you cheated, you know, like that doesn't change the fact that you cheated and I still feel like, like crap (laughs) and I'm still by myself now. It's it's the same. If I cheated, I wouldn't want him trying to get money from me just because I cheated. Like that, that's crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know, in the minority, I guess I'm in the minority here, but I don't think like taking a man's money would make you feel better if he broke your heart. It might be a nice yeah, constellation, yeah. but I don't think it. I don't think it helps. Like you will still be hurt at the end of the day. I don't know. That's yeah, you you're 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 in the minority. You you are by far in the minority because I'm sure uh, most of the females that listen to this are like, "Child, please, I'm going after the bag." But I get it. You getting half my money still is not going to take away from the fact that something transpired that may have caused us to separate. Yeah. Yeah. But on the not but but um, in terms of marriage and wills and leaving stuff to people and all that other stuff, um, I think people don't think about this stuff until it's too late. Yeah. Like having something set up that says, I know, and for me, when I first started working in corporate America and they were asking about life insurance and who I wanted to leave stuff to, I'm like, nigga, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. When I started working for the city, they make you fill out all that paperwork, <laughs> like who would your pension go to? Who? Would, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I had a little no morbid clue. here for the first day, but I, I like I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just put my husband's name, like, put Ethan's name. All right. When I first when I first started working, I wasn't in a relationship, didn't have a kid, didn't have nothing. So I was like completely lost as to who to put, like, where's my stuff going? I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it, it is a <laughs> it is morbid on your very first day. You're like, yeah, <laughs> fill us out, <laughs> all right. But uh, morbid on your first day, it's got to be equally as morbid on your last day when you don't let your boss know that it's your last day. Um, he <laughs> <laughs> said, "I'm happy now." Like, what? Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on one second, because your man, your man. Yeah. Right. Hold on, this your, your, your man Irvin. He's a wild one. So, day, I'm gonna step down as president, and um, I think I don't want to. 
her and I have such an amazing relationship. And I think that um, she gave me full power to do what I wanted to do. But I think that uh, with her and I, I want to always preserve our relationship and, and love her. And then I think that I had more fun when I was able to be the big brother and ambassador to everybody. You know, I thought about Dwayne Wade retiring tomorrow and I can't even tweet it out or can't be there. Uh, Serena Williams called me a week ago and said, will you mentor me and be on my advisory board? And I said, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know, and so when Ben Simmons called, so... T- Yo. What, Yo, do you, I would- what do you think is really going on with Magic? Like... I, I, yo, for a long time, Magic Johnson was like a hero. You know, like his battle with HIV, clearly he won. And then just like all of the businesses, like I never would have seen or thought of Magic Johnson as a quitter. And then like, not even just a quitter, but you wouldn't even tell your boss who was supposed to be your sister and your friend. Like, I don't even, I, I don't even know, I don't even know what he was thinking. Like, how did he even process to just be like, I'm, I'm going to do this press conference. Don't nobody notice, but once I do this press conference, I'm gonna be free. Like, hold on, because then your man says. Tell her first. I wouldn't be here doing this because I know her. She would have, we would have cried, and I would have felt guilty, and I and I would have stayed. So you told us first because you didn't want her to talk you out of it. Exactly. 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 Like no magic. That's not how you. And I would have. From like a former NBA player, maybe who doesn't have the business acumen that he has. But no, like no magic, you can't do this. This is not this is not the way of life. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. When I had the I saw the headline on my phone, I'm like, what? Magic steps down. And then I saw how he did it. He ain't even tell nobody. He had lunch with Rich and LeBron last Saturday. He ain't tell them niggas. <laughs> he just came, came to the last game. Ain't tell his boss. Just did a press conference out of nowhere. Like, right before the yeah. game. Like, your team right. about to go play. You, and you just told the world you quit. A three-hour lunch with his boss. And he didn't think to mention, by the way, this is probably going to be my last game. Uh... What's what's confusing to me is he kept saying, "Oh, we're one piece away. We're da 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 away." I believe in all these young guys. I want to be an ambassador, fam. You didn't want to tell LeBron. <laughs> you want Yo. to be an ambassador. You didn't want to talk to the young guys here that you they were threatened that you were going to trade, huh? Yeah, that's. That's just that is wild. 
that is wild. Like I I can't I don't understand this coming from Irvin Magic Johnson. Nope. Nope. I saw What's somewhere that like maybe some there's a story supposed to be coming out about some, you know, sexual harassment or something to like women in some office. I don't know. But you know, those those stories are always coming out. Um, these days, but I heard that could be, you know, he's probably trying to get in front of that, but you got to have a conversation with somebody, with somebody there. You can't, like, surprise. Fam. <laughs> you can't go from, do that. The Lakers go from worrying about uh, free agents to now who's, who's, who's going to run. Who's coming there? You know, with some, who I don't know who said it, but when you think about it, free agents haven't really been flocking to to the Lakers. They got Shaq in the late '90s as a free agent, and that's really about it. They got Malone and Peyton in their uh, yeah, their... that was yeah you know, past their prime, but they didn't really get no no blockbuster like you know. LeBron type of free agents. Like so I don't I don't I don't know what this does what this does for the Lakers. The Lakers have been a shit show <laughs> ever since like ever since they gave Kobe that huge contract when he was clearly on the decline. And the whole Jimmy, Jimmy Buzz, him and his sister fighting, firing Mitch Kupchick. Like they have been that I don't know. This is just the icing, the cherry on top of the cake for the Lakers season because it hasn't it hasn't been smooth sailing. LeBron said he knew it wouldn't be, but I don't think he predicted it to, to be this this hectic and this this wild. Like the, the Lakers season has been wild. <laughs> Yo, LeBron said he knew what he was signing up for. I don't know if Magic knew what he was signing up for. Like you thought, oh, we just got LeBron, everything's going, uh, the yeah. ship's going to be right. Yeah, a lot of people reported that he wouldn't be in the office a lot. Um, he wouldn't travel with the team a lot. He wouldn't do scouting. Like he wasn't. Maybe he didn't know the the depth of the job that he was. You know, maybe he just thought <laughs> you just signed, you just signed players and, and that's it. But like. He didn't get the uh, he didn't get the job description memo. I guess he was just like, "All right, I'm Magic Johnson, and I'm gonna sign a couple guys, and we're gonna be straight." But yeah, a lot of um, a lot of reports were saying that he hasn't he wasn't operating as a uh, as a typical president of basketball operations figure. So maybe he just did. He was just confused. But I don't get it. Like you you built theaters, you got you know. <laughs> Starbucks, <laughs> you end with the Dodgers, you got all these restaurants. Like work, nigga. You yeah, you gotta work. You have to work. You ain't get all this money just by, you know, smiling and being charismatic. Like you had to get up and do some work. I don't know why he thought he didn't have to work. Like that nigga thought he was just gonna show up. My name is Magic. Hey, Magic and, that's it. and, and like give me A D. And it was like, nah. <laughs> 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 That's possibly what made him quit. 
Like, that nigga in New Orleans was like, nope. <laughs> he like, I'll give you Lonzo, Kuz, Ingram, <laughs> first rounder. He was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I give you Rondo, Lance, <laughs> Jamel, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 yeah. Sure. Who's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, I can't do this. I can't make no trades. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. He didn't know what he was doing. LeBron was coming to LA anyway, so he it wasn't like you know he got LeBron there. It was like you just had to show up and smile. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm all in. That nigga don't got no opt out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he got to ride out these next three years, not knowing who's going to coach, <laughs> who's going to be in the Man. front office. <laughs> it's like, this nigga, last three years about to be three years of hell. <laughs> Fam, I, I laugh at the fact of we clowned. LeBron and the Lakers at the start of the season, there's no way we could have predicted it would have ended like this. Never in a million years would have predicted it like this. Never. Fam. But, um... <laughs> yeah. Two wins. Two more wins. Two more wins from last season. That's ridiculous. We, we didn't talk about it before, but as, um... As a basketball head, do you think LeBron should have sat out the rest of the season or he should have played? Once they got eliminated from the playoffs? Yeah, when they, when they shut him down like two weeks before the season ended. Nah, he should have sat down. Nah. What are you playing for them for? As LeBron James, I know you're injured, and this is not LeBron slander. I don't want anybody... To be like, oh, here you go, hating on LeBron again. Nah, but as LeBron James, a healed LeBron James, I think it, it's meaningless it's, basketball. It's a, huh? No, it's meaningless. It's meaningless basketball. Half of them niggas not even gonna be on the roster next year. <laughs> so it's like, I'm dying for what? What brotherhood? Like, y'all gonna be out of here? Like, <laughs> hey, y'all ain't but my brother. But you knew that when you got there. You when you got there, the team wasn't on stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the same vein, like, poetic, how the season starts with the mellow, um, not mellow, the fight with the Rockets and him grabbing CP3 and the trade rumors of him pretty much saying, yeah, get these niggas out of here, get me somebody that I can play with to... I'd love to play with AD. <laughs> like, word? Yeah. <laughs> word, nigga? Nah, that was all them niggas needed to be like, trade everybody. Yeah. Lakers fans say that the problem is Luke Walton and not um, the, the front office. It's Luke Walton and his coaching, and apparently Bus is really high up on Luke Walton for whatever reason, but <laughs> them niggas ain't going to get it done with Luke Walton. I can tell you that much. Yeah, his coaching style is really weird. I don't know what he'd be doing. Like his rotations are never the same. I don't I don't get him I don't get him as the Lakers coach. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. Even if LeBron comes back healthy and they get 
another star. Like, what's the system? Like, what's, what's it going to be? LeBron is aging. He can't, you know, run up and down like he used to. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't, uh, Luke ain't cutting it to me. And I like Luke. He's a good guy, I presume. But he ain't, he ain't cutting it. Yeah. Um, from a season that was unpredictable to one that was initially started or slated as the last dance. <clears throat> um, before we get into Dwayne Wade and give him his proper due respect, why did they force Dirk into, <laughs> Dirk into retirement? Yo. <laughs> We clowned that nigga during All Star break like he had that honorable roster slot. (laughs) Get Dirk Dirk up out of here! It's like, thank you, Dirk. We good. (laughs) Them niggas forced Dirk. He was probably he probably showed up to the last game like, why is everybody dapping me up? Yeah, he's like, wait, what's what's happening? Why do I see all these pictures going down the hallway of myself? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, there is gonna be your last one here. <laughs> Yo, if I'm Dirk, I don't I don't announce that retirement. I, I come back next year and I'm like, I don't know. I never told you niggas I was leaving to begin with. So this is on y'all. Y'all eat y'all eat that up. Yeah, I never real. said that I was retiring. Niggas <laughs> got Dirk up out of here. Yeah, Dirk was like, Well, I guess since y'all niggas since y'all niggas is gonna push me out, I was Fine, I'll do uh, last I'll, game. I'll sure. go. I'll go. But yeah, it was a great night for the NBA. Uh, I, I if you've seen this, uh, get your, your tissues ready. If you haven't seen it, oh, we're sorry in advance, but I'm only gonna play it, so you're not gonna see it. Ah, uh, <laughs> So from uh one last dance to another, your man's. Your man's in them. Give him his proper. Hold on. Let me yeah, come on. Budweiser's marketing team is crazy. Talking about how Wade gave out jerseys to different players throughout the season. And Budweiser is surprising him with their own jersey swaps. Pretty dope commercial. I have no idea who's coming. Like, literally, no idea. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Dwayne. Hello. Hello. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, ain't so? It's been about 12 years since I last seen you. I come from an area where not too many people make it. It was always my dream that I'd get the chance to go to college, but we just didn't have the money. You mean so much to us. And my brother, Joaquin, loved you from the beginning. He passed away in Parkland on February 14th. He was one of the 17 victims. 10 days before Christmas, our house burned down and we lost everything. It was one of the lowest points my life. Hey, Dwight. How you doing, Mom? You were the joy of my life. But I was dropping the ball. 
that day that I just couldn't do it no more was the day that I was going to have to turn myself in. And I seen the tears just fall from your eyes. Your mama went down a road, Dwayne, that I didn't ever think I'd come back from. But on that road, I noticed you kept showing up and you'll come and see about me. And Dwayne, because you believe in me, when I got out of prison, I was a different woman. We received a phone call. Would you mind if Dwayne Wade take you and the family <laughs> on a shopping spree? It just meant the world to me that you were there for us at this time. And you. you became our hero. A lot of the words that you've said hit a spark and kind of change where I was gone. Without you and your full tuition scholarship, none of this would have been possible. You're not Wade, the basketball player, the legend. You're the human being that took the time and on his own wrote my brother's name on his shoe and you cared. When you bought your mama that church, you don't even understand the lives that you changed. So I don't have a jersey, but I brought you this. I don't have a jersey to trade with you, but I definitely have this. The blazer that I wore to my first job interview. My cap and gown from graduation. This is important because Joaquin wore this in his last championship. My family wanted you to have it. Please don't forget my brother, Joaquin. Man, you ain't crying. I ain't crying. I'm crying. <laughs> One of the special robes that you gave me, purple symbolized royalty. And you are royal in everybody's life that you've touched. You completely changed the course of my life. I know my brother is with you always. It wouldn't be possible to be here if it wasn't you. I am more proud of the man you have become than the basketball player. You are bigger than basketball. Yeah, that was perfect. What? Nah. Dwayne Wade was a favorite of mine uh, when he came into the league. Um, I watched a little bit of him in college, but it wasn't enough to be like, let me follow him when he comes to the league. When he got drafted, I remember I was worried about Melo and Braun and where they were going. And Wade started coming to those talks a little bit later on. But to see him grow as a basketball player, because he started out in Miami, was trash when he got there. But you kept seeing his highlights all over the place. You kept seeing or hearing his nickname, Flash, 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 Flash. Um, First of all, he was not trash. I didn't say he was trash. I said the Heat. Was. The heat. Yeah. When he got there, the Heat were they were trash. Yeah. Um. But it was that when Shaq came, I only took notice to Dwayne Wade because it was Shaq deferring to him saying, no, this is, this is your ship. You the captain. Um, I remember watching that finals against Dallas when they won the first time. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, Wade's going to be finals MVP. This is before game one. When he was playing, I'm like, nah, this nigga playing with a different determination. Like, it's that I'm going to make sure we win. Yeah. 
He carried that um, team. He did. He, he did. And for me, I thought Shaq was going to be coming out of L.A. and rings with Kobe. I'm like, oh, nah, Shaq is going to come over here and dominate. As a matter of fact, I was more fearful of Shaq coming to Miami because of Shaq than mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. And Dwayne Wade completely <laughs> usurped Shaq his time there, led the team when Braun came. Uh he handed it off to the Braun like and it, it just speaks to um who Dwayne Wade is as a player. Comfortable enough to know I had my time. Mm-hmm. I got, I'm going to pass it off to somebody else. But even in wrapping up his career, for him to be able to say, I'm going to come off the bench and do what's best for the team and still be productive. Yeah. Salute yeah. to you, Dwayne Wade. Um, Paul Pierce, I don't know what tape you... What that at. nigga was smoking. Um... Yeah, the Nets were chanting Paul Pierce up. He spent a couple years there, and they were chanting that last night. Like you didn't get no farewell tour, as Draymond so eloquently put it <laughs> in the middle of the game. They ain't got no love for you. You think that's why Paul's mad? Is that he didn't get <laughs> he didn't get a farewell tour? I, I don't know. Like he. It got to be something. But on the one hand, I, I get it. If somebody asks you who was better, like, of course, you're going to say yourself. You know, that's just like an ego thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what that nigga was on. I don't know. And he heard that question in pre-production. So it, was, it wasn't <laughs> like, like, they didn't catch you out there on the spot and, you know, you just blurted out me. Like... <laughs> You knew you were going to get asked that question. You had some time to think about it and ponder on it. And you, you still chose yourself. But, J- but Jalen Rose gave him those bars. He was like, you never made all, all defensive team. <laughs> never made all NBA. <laughs> he has three rings. You have one. Like, come on, Paul. Come on. Sometimes you look at niggas and be like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, we said with chance." You, yeah, have that confidence. You the best, you the best in the world. Yeah. But sometimes reality got to set in, and you'd be like, "All right, oh, yeah, like you're not even top in your position." <laughs> like this is, I can name like twenty niggas better than you, twenty small forwards historically better than you. Like, come on, Paul, knock it off. Did you see? Did you see the stats from Wade's last game, Dirk's last game, and Paul Paul Pierce's last game? Zero, like zero point <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> Sitting on the bench. <laughs> fam, I don't know why that joint tickled me so much, but I'm like, fam, what? Paul, what, what are you talking about? On what basis are you basing? Yeah, come on, come on. But like, yeah, you you said a lot with the D-Way thing. You know, we talked about how Nipsey was, you know, a rare type of rapper. He wasn't really just like a rapper, but he did so much more um, than music. Uh, You know, I think the same 
parallel could be made for for D Wade. Like it's more than basketball. You know, he and he really lived by that. And um that Budweiser commercial, you know, it just goes to show like he just reached so many people outside of the realm of, of basketball, you know, all the things that he, he's done throughout his life, you know, looking out for his mom when she battled uh being a drug addict and you know having to look after his his family and taking on a a responsibility that he probably you know never expected to and you know it's made a, a it's made a better man out of him even you know him raising his nephew as his own like you know he has the same the same life the same opportunity that his 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 actual sons have um you know, even trying to get custody of his son, like full-time custody of his sons, you you, know, you don't see a lot of that um, from fathers, from black fathers, from black entertainment fathers. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, it, it's just it's it's more than basketball. It's more than you know, having a a, a prolific career. Um, I think being a father matters a lot more to him and being a family man and, and touching lives and and being impactful in other ways than just, you know, on the basketball court. Um, so, yeah, salute to D-Wade on an outstanding, was it 16 years? Yeah. 16-year career. 16-year career. Putting his ego aside. Like, Iverson didn't make it this far because he had a big ego. And Iverson is one of the, you know, top shooting guards in the league. And, you know, a lot of people can say he changed the game. He, did, he had a huge impact on the game of basketball with his style, the cornrows, you know, the jewelry, the swag. Nobody never really have ever seen that in the NBA. And Iverson kind of pioneered that, crossovers. Um, but his ego got in the way of him his aging and his injuries and he couldn't really accept not being the guy and, you know, having all these demands as if he's, you know, the MVP. And then he kind of like bounced around, bounced around, bounced around, bounced around. And eventually he just, you know, faded off. But, you know, D-Wade checking his ego when LeBron came, knowing that LeBron was more impactful and, and, and better served for the team at that time the way he could be, knowing he had knee injuries and he wasn't the same D-Wade that he was in 2006 when they won that championship. Like, okay, this guy is younger, he's fresher, he's faster, he's more dominant. All right, let me defer. And just having that mindset of, I don't always have to be the man for us to be a winning, a winning franchise or for us to win championships. And it Even takes when a different he... type of talent to, because you mentioned um, Iverson, who was a role model to Dwayne coming up, and the inspiration behind him wearing three and all that other stuff, and the sleeve, and um, it takes a different type of person to know you're a Finals MVP, um, multiple All Star games, um, your your resume cemented, you you know. You're an NBA champion. It takes a it takes a different type of person to be like, I'm aging. I don't got it like I used to. Uh, what's better for the team? 
Yeah, even when he went to Cleveland last season and they started him, just, you know, I guess Tyler just was like, all right, you know, you D-Wade, you played with LeBron before, we can put you in a starting lineup. And he was like, all right, after a few games, this ain't really working. Like, I'll come off the bench and that second unit could be mine and, you know, let LeBron do his thing with the starters. Like, even something as simple as that, like, you don't get that a lot with players of his caliber and, you know, having the amount of championships that he has and the, the All-NBA teams and Olympic gold medals and all-star, like, you don't really get... Look at Melo when he signed with OKC. And uh, one of the reporters asked him would he be willing to come off the bench, blase, 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 and he laughed, like, yo, P, they want me to come off the bench. Ha, 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 ha. Like, <laughs> even Melo wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really get that, a, get that a lot with, you know, superstar players just be like, all right, I don't really have it like that no more. I'll come off the bench, six, seven, man, whatever. Like, and D-Wade has always, you know, been able to humble himself and, you know, check his ego and realize it's, it's not just about me, but if we could, if I can, you know, separate myself or do something to better the team, then I'll, I'll do that. Like, I don't have to be in a starting lineup. So that's just, that's just one of the things I always love and respect about him. He just always had a, a spirit of humility and, and gratefulness and, like, the family aspect. Of course, I love that part. He's just a great, a great dude. I love D-Wade, yo. I he's, um, he's one of few people that I'm concerned about what they're going to do when their career is over. Peyton Manning was one. Um, again, I wasn't a Kobe fan, but I respected him later in his game. And I remember saying to myself, Dag, yo, we we not gonna see Kobe play like we mm-hmm. as someone who remembers him being drafted out of high school and his final game saying, "Where's he going? He can't just be the guy that's gonna sit at home with his kids and do like I need to know what Kobe's doing." And Wade is that the same person for me where I'm like, "Nah, I can't just see Wade um playing with baby girl and." playing one-on-one with Zaire uh, for the rest of his life. Like, I'm, I'm interested to know what Dwayne Wade does after basketball. Yeah. He said he's going to have to go to therapy. He, when it's something that's in your veins. Yeah, he I, was very like, serious about it, too, because he was like, like, it's all I've known. <laughs> it's all I've known, like, basically all my life. Waking up, training, getting ready, getting my body ready. Like, now I don't, <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. I would like to say um, he probably used basketball therapy to help him cope with mom, Dukes, mm-hmm. help him get through, like, just the hardships of life. And a lot of people from yeah, the inner sure. cities and things yeah. like that, yeah, they yeah. use it as a as a way, not a way out, but a, men- a mental escape for how, two hours yeah. and change. You're out here not thinking about nothing else but the game you love. Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested to see where uh, retirement takes um, Dwayne Wade, but I was looking forward to seeing um, him in the playoffs for his last dance. Uh, I thought they yeah. were. I was kind of uh, I was kind of hoping they did just like just for D Wade's last dance or whatever. But then it was like they would have played the Bucks, and that would have been like a sweep. So like I don't know if I want to see him get swept out of the playoffs. His last playoff run. Um, so I don't know. I think it kind of ended nice. Uh, the Banana Boat Brothers came out to Brooklyn and, you know, watched this final game. 
um, I think it ended the way it was supposed to. I, I laugh because there was a meme, a ghost, uh, a meme people were making fun of Wade giving his jersey mellow and him not getting Mello anything in return. Like, they're like sharing the jersey. Like Mello got his hand on one side, <laughs> D Wade got his hand on the other side. I'm like, damn, Mello. Like, <laughs> it's really crazy to me, though, that Mello is not on the team. Like, I, I don't know. That's just really, that's just really weird to me. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, those that, uh, play whatever face bingo. No, we probably speak about Mellow <laughs> on the show. Uh, Mellow, Kaepernick, uh, Kanye. What's another thing we speak about frequently? Jay Z, probably. But yeah, Mellow needs to get on the team. Um, I'm surprised nobody picked him up in a rush to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But May 30th, postseason begins. Uh, let me know who you got. We're gonna go east first. Uh, we're gonna go, huh? What'd you say? The finals, May 30th. Oh, the finals, finals. Oh, okay. We jump into the finals or what? No, no, no. I I said May 30th, talking about the finals. I I jumped ahead in my own brain, moving faster than mouth moving faster than my brain. We got it. Shut up. Yeah, um, but where we start in the east. Bucks Detroit. Bucks Detroit. I got the Bucks easily. Four. Um, I'll give the Pistons one game. You're more gracious than I am. Four. Oh, get these niggas out of here. Let's go to the next round. <laughs> niggas out of here. Toronto, Orlando. Toronto. Uh, Toronto and four. I don't um, even know how Orlando. Uh, I don't even know who plays for there. Orlando. That Mobamba nigga. Um, Gordon too. Yeah. I just Gordon. think it's one game. I just think it's one game because it, it is Toronto. Even it is though the Raptors. Is. That's very true. Um, Sixers Nets. I think this is going to be the series to watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Sixers and six. Uh, I'm gonna go seven game series just because I want to see it from these two teams and the Sixers edge out the Nets seven games. God, I miss the days when the earlier games were shorter. <laughs> but uh yeah, I got I, I, I think that's gonna be a really good series. So I'm going sixes and seven. Celtics paces. I will take the Celtics and seven. Uh I got Celtics and five. Um, <laughs> what? Put some respect on the Pacers name. Celtics. I'm gonna get Celtics. on the phone. Celtics in five. Um, nah, so the Pacers go ball. And they the can ball. Very inconsistent. They took well, they have they they don't have Vic, but they took the Cavs seven games last last season. It's pretty much the same team. They just don't have Vic. Yeah, that's I'm why they actually made the playoffs. I didn't think they were going to do anything once he went out for the season. And in the fifth spot at that, not yeah. just make the playoffs. They're yeah. in the fifth spot. But if they had Vic, my decision would be different. 
Um, I just don't trust the team without Vic um, in the playoffs. That's the only thing. Yeah, like who gets that moment? Like who are you uh, going? To? So that's that. Uh, we'll do this round by round when we um because we do record weekly. So there's that. Um, out west, uh, Golden State getting the Clippers out of here. Um, yeah, I give, five games. I give them five. It ain't the same. Yeah, yeah I give them Clippers one game. Um, do we know because they played him the other night in a meaningless game versus the Pelicans and he tweaked his ankle? Yeah, um, at that. If I'm Steve Kerr, I let him sit out because you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I let him sit out. We don't need him, let him rest, don't let him rush back. Um, because if they can close it in five games, let him close it, let him. Let them rest. If you close out in four games, it's even better, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Golden State in five. Nuggets, Spurs. Um, the that, Nuggets. Might, that might be better than what a whole lot of people expect it to be. This is going to be the state of Texas and the state of, of Colorado watching that. I might want to see that. May not be exciting, but it's Greg Pop, and he got them here. So I got Nuggets yeah, in. I got the Nuggets though. Like they they just have more offense than the Spurs. I go Nuggets in six. Yeah, Nuggets in six. I give Pop two games. Um, this is these next two ones are going to be good. Portland OKC. OKC in seven. I don't know why Portland. Wait, they don't have CJ, right? No, I don't know if he comes back mid um mid playoff, but as of right now, no. Okay, no. OKC in five. (laughs) (laughs) Dame can't do it by himself. OKC in five. Um. I'll go OKC in six, mainly because uh, Dame, I think, will power them in a couple of those games. And if they do get CJ back, um, that's emotional high. But still, OKC, you're going to win that. Rockets, Jazz. Uh, Rockets in five. This is going to sound very hater of me, but I want I want playoff James Harden to show his face, and I want Utah to it's beat these. Coming, Lakers. you know it's coming. They gonna get it in the second round versus Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> be two for two for eighteen from three. He gonna have thirteen points. Like it's coming. Yeah. I want Utah to beat these niggas just because all that uh, scoring James did during the regular season. I wanted to, again, show up to bite him in the ass and for him to realize you can score all you want, but I don't know what it is. Stage (laughs) too big for you in the playoffs. (laughs) I want the Jazz to win, but I feel like the Rockets are going to win. Um, I think Jazz can push them to six games. Uh, I got the um, Rockets winning the West. We'll get there. But go ahead. 
You want me to go now or? Uh, I, 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 I don't even know how to respond to your comment. Oh, uh, anyway. Because Steph is not really healthy. The Rockets are their biggest opposition for the Warriors. They would have beat them last year had CP3 not gotten injured. I think this is the genesis of Kevin Durant's exodus. <laughs> like, them losing is going to be a, a, an excuse for him to get up out of there, go do his own thing, and this just shakes everything up in the NBA. That's my prediction. Or, or he wins this ring and figures, oh, what else do I have left to do here? I'm out. He could. He could. I don't know. I've heard that Kevin Durant is not really predictable. He's very like, he's like a very spontaneous person. Just like does things on the fly. Um. I don't, I don't know, but that's that's my prediction. That's my prediction. We'll yeah, see. I think um, the personal stuff, uh, personal issues get put aside, and like champions do, I think Golden State um, comes together collectively and says, look, uh, we got – Four games. I think they do it by four. We got four games to go out here and show these people why we defending champs. Um, and I think that pushes them. But you got a you got a determined Draymond, a determined Boogie. Um, yeah, determined I think, Draymond. Have you seen Draymond's numbers this season? Like I say that. Seven. When I say that, I say that to say. As the emotional leader of that team, I don't think um, I don't say determined to be like he gonna come out and be the MVP, but he gonna make sure that stays a number there. He gonna make they, sure they gonna trade that nigga. Watch whatever. Watch trade him after he get his fourth ring. Okay. Trade we'll him after he gets. I want to address this one last thing before we go. Your ignorance in saying King Holmes had the best album so far. He does. Who has the be- Who's dropped a better album than him? Two chains. Uh, I don't know. Jewel necklaces. I don't know. T Pain. I don't know. Oh, T Pain. I didn't get into T Pain's yet, so I'll you know reserve a rebuttal for that. But yeah, sincerely, C three. Nigga, I, I I don't know how much. Puff Did you listen been. to it? I listened to. Did you listen to it again? Stupid. I listened to it again after your outrageous claim, and I don't know what you heard that made you say he yeah. had the best album this year. The man said, "I have chains on. Call me a slave." That oh. was a bar. Chains had a lot of corny bars in his on his album too. Chains. Always has corny bars. We're not talking about that. Okay, so that was a, it's easy. It's easy to get rebuttal, Don't rebuttal with that yellow crate album. Whatever that name. What is the name of that? Basketball or the league? Whatever music or the league? What trap, trap or go to the league? Yeah. Okay. 
Rappaport go to League One. Whatever it is, that joint had complete bangers on it, and it was a good right. album from Two Chains. Right, I I don't I don't want King Combs to get in the habit of my father's puff. I can just get high profile producers and features, and they carry me through my career. He had quality songs on that album. Listen to T-Pain, one up. I will listen to T-Pain. I've been actually meaning to listen to that album for a long time. Matter of fact, let me download it now so I can get into it tomorrow when I do my domestic engineering. (laughs) (laughs) Did you look at the uh, Kevin Hart stand-up? I did. And your thoughts. Let's hear it. Come on. Give it to us. It was cool. It wasn't as funny as his previous joints, obviously, but it wasn't like... It wasn't terrible. Now, I did watch Delirious and I fell asleep. We got shows. Because you... you, you, you uh, we got shows. Um, fourteen. Does anything matter? Game of Thrones, nigga. Uh, I I do not believe you. You fell asleep during Delirious. I did. I will go back. It was I watched it first thing in the morning, so maybe I was just you know a little tired. Still, um, I'll go back and watch it again. It had funny moments. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like you know, oh my god, what is this? But I did fall asleep. <laughs> All right, um, I'm 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 finished with you. So Game of Thrones premieres Sunday, final season. Who takes the Iron Throne? Who takes the Iron Throne? I haven't come up with anybody. There is no throne. Everybody dies. That would typical, be... like you know, Shakespearean form of literature. I think everybody dies. Um. My show is Native Son, HBO. I do have a show. That was very good, actually. Um, Twilight Zone. Written, produced, narrated by the Jordan Peele. Oh, great. Jordan Peele. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Awesome. Jordan Peele. That's awesome. No, sometimes everybody gonna be on that on the uh, on the us thing, making memes out of it, going back to it, saying, "Oh my God, this movie was so brilliant." Jordan is a genius, dude. Like, black people are stupid. I hate black people. We <laughs> <laughs> might clip ten years from now and like crucify me. I don't care. Black people are stupid. I I do hate how uh, when something's overly artistic oh my god they're a genius they did like who would have thought that no it was trash like i don't need you to i don't want to psychoanalyze your work and have to figure out what you're trying to tell me whether i think people i think people just went into it thinking that they had to but maybe you didn't have like art is subjective like music is subjective so are movies like, you can sit down and watch something and have a totally different takeaway. Like, I'm sure if I, you know, sat down with you and we chopped it up about Native Son, like, we would have totally different takeaways. 
maybe it was just meant for you to sit down and what I'm this is just my thoughts. I don't I haven't watched any of his interviews, you know, prior to the, the premiere of this movie, but I don't think it was like little clues and things like that for you to like connect on some super artistic intellectual level. I don't know. I just watched it. I really enjoyed uh Lupita. I'm like, yo, she's freaking amazing. Oh, that voice that she did, that whole scene when they first met up, I was like, yo, she got oh. it. Hold on one second. I'm only going to do this because I promised last week. Your call has been- oh! 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 She... Wow. I don't have the best time with calling people. Wow. Your um, son? Now your sister? I guess uh, we'll have that conversation with her a different time. I will say... I do okay in apology because the last time we was up here, <laughs> he asked if the Lakers played the Warriors, he and we did. told him no. He did. And sure as heck, they played. All right, Caden. They played the Warriors that night, so I do owe him an apology. Son, when you're old enough to understand that, I apologize to you, <laughs> and all that great jazz, know that this was it. I, good job. Um, but Native Son reminded me of the night of if you haven't seen night of that's another one yeah stories are very similar um but yeah that's uh that, that's uh, we'll get into that at a different time get your excuses ready um for monday monday is call out by now your boss should be catching on that every monday you're calling out and if not keep on taking them because we're going to keep telling you to get your excuses <laughs> together so <laughs> That's all I have. We shall yeah. holler at you when we holler. Yes, sir.